Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. As the 4 p.m. trade deadline landed on Wednesday afternoon in Major League Baseball, all was quiet. It would seem it would be a very slow-moving trade deadline. Then a flurry of activity as multiple trades were reported after the deadline passed. The biggest, Zach Greinke, going to the Houston Astros. A big move there for Houston, trying to shore up their rotation. The Atlanta Braves were busy. They brought in Shane Green and Mark Melanson to help fortify their bullpen. The Cubs added Detroit Tigers slugger Nick Castellanos to a crowded outfield. And while the San Francisco Giants did not trade Madison Bumgarner, they did send Drew Pomerantz to the Milwaukee Brewers and Sam Dyson on his way to the Minnesota Twins. In some prospect news, the Dodgers will bring up right-handed prospect Dustin May, who will make his debut on Friday when he starts against the Padres. I'm Dan Strapp, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. Welcome back to the BFFs Hour 2 here on a Friday, August 2nd. No Greg Sussman, the world's busiest man out at another bachelor party. That is the Eric Young live in studio. True story, he has super soakers on his Hawaiian shirt. Love it. He's got flamingos, he's got super soakers. Shout out to my boys at Dixon Flannel. Make awesome stuff. Check it out. Best button-up shirts in the world. Hands down. Shout out to the boys at Dixon Flannel. On the other side, we've got... Mike Bash, make sure you follow him on Twitter at mbash underscore 93, the cousin of Greg Sussman, also not invited to Greg's bachelor party. Mike, how's it going? It's good. Even Greg's not here and we still hear his voice on the uh, <laughs> intro. Yo! Yeah, I mean, we, we don't have the same intro that we used to. Uh, can you guys name wh- where that intro stems from? Which one? The, the, the one that we two? just played. I uh, no idea. You have no idea? I'm going to say. I know it's a song, but yeah. That was the New York Knicks intro. From the 1990s. From the so, 90s there. For so the last time they were relevant. Yes, that okay. was a long time ago. And of course... Uh, baseball since 1993 when the Blue Jays won the World Series. Mike Bash, uh, is, of course he's going to get his jabs in there as a, uh, as a Brooklyn Net fan. They, who, they've turned into haymakers now. Who executed uh, the Knicks offseason plan perfectly. Except it was, it was for Brooklyn. It wasn't for the Knicks. So... There you go. You have anything else you want to throw out there? Any other jabs? Any other haymakers you want to throw around? Because... Enjoy it while you can, I guess. I told you it was going to happen. Yeah, you did. So, there you go. I'm not surprised. Greg and I just left, you know, wishing, the, wishing for more, as, as always, as a New York Knicks fan. Uh, but I want to continue talking about fantasy football enough about the Knicks or the Nets. Boo, Mike Bash. D- jump into another player here real quick. Looking up and down the list, there was a player that I asked you about before the show that you gave me two thumbs down about. Ooh. You are really off this player. And I know that EY has told me all throughout draft season what he's been trying to do is draft teams' number one wide receivers. 
So I actually think this sets up pretty well for a player that he can make the case for, you're making the case against. That is Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears this season. Right now, you're seeing him go early sixth round, anywhere in the sixth round when it comes to ADP. What is the case against Allen Robinson, Mike Bash? So Allen Robinson, I believe, has the physical abilities to be good. And I feel like every year, that's what we look at. He's had one good year. In 2015, one, one great year. Yeah, in 2015, 1,400 yards, 80 catches, 14 touchdowns. A phenomenal year. Every other year, he's been an average to below average receiver. 500 yards, 800 yards, 700 yards, four touchdowns, six touchdowns. He, he, you're, you're, you're drafting him and hoping that, that you get that five-game stretch where he just takes over. And is he going to do that with Mitchell Trubisky? I mean, I don't know. And he, he, He's done it once in his career. If he had three years of good runs and then he had a couple bad years, okay, fine. He's had one good year, and he hasn't shown that. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Welcome back to the BFFs. Frank Stanfield, EY, Mike Bash, live in studio. No Greg Sussman. Tell we didn't update the playlist from yesterday. So we were talking about the Baja men on yesterday's show and who let the dogs out. Perfectly fine. I'll listen to Who Let the Dogs Out for as long as I possibly can. I know this is also a favorite of EY's as well. Another one of my favorites. Right, right next to his, uh, his Ricky Martin vinyl, he's got the, the Baja Men. That's a rare one. I <laughs> it's a, a rare one. One of a kind. Cash to get it, but yeah. it was worth it. Yeah, the, uh, the, the platinum vinyl that is, uh, <laughs> that is the Baja Men. Uh, also a big favorite of, uh, what part of Jersey are you from? Central Jersey. Central Mon- Jersey. Monroe Township. Yeah, they, they love uh, the Baja Men out there in Central Jersey. That's what I heard. Rumor yeah. has it. Baja Men and Outcast back in the day. Baja Men and Outcast. It's quite the duo there. As you heard before the break, EY takes a commanding 3-2 to two lead. Allen Robinson debate here on the show. After but we, we have to move on. And the next player that I will bring up, kind of in the news based on uh, what the team has done around him, not that anything has happened to this specific player, but if you haven't heard, the Denver Broncos went out and signed Theo Riddick. Now this throws... Another wrench into the toolbox that is the Denver Broncos' backfield right now because it's really all over the place. I mean, they're talking up Royce Freeman. They want him to be the grinder on early downs. Philip Lindsay is falling down drafts right now. And then uh, on top of that, they go out and they signed Theo Riddick. I'll start with EY this time. Uh, you're going <laughs> to... A little bit of a tougher one here now, EY. You will make the case for drafting Philip Lindsay. Now that Theo Riddick is in the picture when it comes to the Denver Broncos' backfield, this could turn out to be uh, one of the more confusing backfields in fantasy football draft season. What is the case for drafting Philip Lindsay one year after his phenomenal rookie season? Yeah, this is, it's, getting, it's getting murky. I mean, I feel like 
it was already murky with two guys that that um, had good seasons. Lindsey, obviously, a better season than than Royce Freeman, but Freeman was the highly more highly drafted guy. I was all over him last year. He has every everything that you want in a running back, um, and a lot of the analytics point to um, he just had a lot of bad luck. To be honest, uh, Royce Freeman, I feel like the numbers put him and Lindsey at a pretty even. Heel, and I think he's more built and more suited for a one and two down back guy than Lindsey is. Um, Lindsey hurting his wrist. I mean, he, he's a sl- pretty slight guy for running back. Look, I, like I love watching Philip Lindsey run. I mean, he runs awesome. his hair's on fire. I mean, he's a maniac. He's got a lot of hair too. Completely, more hair than you, Ewa. Completely unaware that he's <laughs> five foot ten and one hundred and sixty pounds. Like, I mean, he's going to break at some point. He's not going to last long. Um, reminds me a lot of. Uh, 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 Derek Ward, um, okay, guy that ran that was little but ran like a damn lunatic. Absolutely. So it's uh, me, uh, my for or against. <laughs> so if you can't tell at this point, well, that's the then thing. that's scary. And, and them <laughs> you're making the case. Theoretic, you're making the case for Philip Lindsay here. The case for is that he's awesome. He <laughs> runs like a lunatic, and I believe the Denver Broncos are going to be very effective at running the ball. The case against. I'm sure he'll point this out, is like, who knows who's going to carry the ball? Who's it going to be? Is Lindsey going to be the cat pass catcher, or do they, they hire theoretic for no reason whatsoever? It's very confusing. So EY basically uh, playing the Chris Paul role here, just serving you up. I mean, this is Lob City. He's giving you a slam dunk. I mean, this is an alley-oop for the ages here. He basically just painted the picture for you. Uh, what do you got here, Mike? What is the case against Philip Lindsay at this point? Well, well, I don't want to just take the easy dunk and put it in. So All right. I'll give you a little more elaborate answer. Everything around them, the Denver Broncos, is better this year. Uh, you got Emmanuel Sanders who will come back. But I like Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton. I think both of those receivers are going to emerge. Joe Flacco, by default, is better than Case Keenum. And obviously, he's going to be better than Drew Locke for this year. Is he? Uh, he? He can throw the ball downfield, which with those two receivers is kind of what you need. Um, Royce Freeman, like you said, he, he was drafted in the third round. They're not giving up on him after one year. And it wasn't like he was Monte Ball bad. You know, he was just not as productive as Shout they Shout out to Monte Ball. Haven't heard that name in a while. Um, so you got that. And then I don't think Theo Riddick just automatically assumes the passing down work over Theo, uh, over uh, Phil Blinsey. But as long as he's effective, he's going to get time and he's going to play. So too many mouths to feed. And not this like high flying premier offense yet. I like the weapons around the quarterback. I just obviously Joe Flacco is thirty four years old and Drew Locke isn't the uh, you know, savior yet. I like the weapons there, so it's too many mouths to feed. I just don't think Phil Lindsay repeats last year. I think on a per touch basis he'll be great, but I just don't think like you said in fantasy football volume is key, and I don't see him getting the volume. Now this could be a situation where if Royce Freeman goes down, then Phil Lindsay could be a league winner. But I just don't think on a, you know, it's or a guarantee. Vice, or vice versa. Yeah, or, or vice versa. Yeah. So when, it, yeah, Philip Lindsay right now over the past week, his ADP is at 49. And that's really where I've seen him sitting for most of draft season. Late fourth, early fifth round. I mean, that's a name to pay attention to tonight. And, and over the weekend, throughout all these flex drafts, let's see where Philip Lindsay lands. I mean, you know, this... These are like some of the biggest drafts that are taking place after the signing of Theo Riddick. So um, I myself am going to be interested to see you know where he goes tonight and in the rest of these drafts. Uh, but overall, I thought EY made a very compelling case. So I'm going to have to go with EY. Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm going to go with Mike Bash. He made the cast the case against 
uh, Philip Lindsay. Uh, EY, midway through making the case for Philip Lindsay, forgot whether or not he was making the case for or against. Yeah. Uh, convi- so that tells you everything you need to know about Philip Lindsay. running back position in Denver. I'm, I'm not <laughs> it is. It is. It's a very tough spot to be in right now. But here's what I'll say, right? Like, if the market overreacts too far on Philip Lindsay, like if we start seeing this guy going like the seventh round, it'd be big value. Then you know that's something where you jump on that. It's kind of similar to like Kenyon Drake, right? Where two weeks ago, three weeks ago, before training camp started, he's going. He's starting to rise all the way up back into the third round, right? Where he was going last year. Now sinking, all this stuff like a ship right now. All this stuff comes out about Kalen Balaj, and we're seeing Kenyon Drake drop two, three rounds. You're getting this guy in the fifth round, sometimes the sixth round now. All day, all day. So I mean, if day. if the market overcorrects, then that is the case that I would make also for Philip Lindsay, right? Like if you start seeing this guy go like seventh, eighth round, then like you mentioned, on a per touch basis, even if he only touches the ball, let's say twelve to fourteen times a game, and that's probably the, a better role that he's suited for. He's going to be really good with those 12 to 14 touches. So I'll just throw that out there. Uh, ultimately, Mike Bash picks up the point. We're now 3-3. Three to three, and we will, uh, we will have the tiebreaker here on the show. Uh, but that is the case uh, both for and against Philip Lindsay right now with the signing of Theo Ray coming into the Denver Broncos. I'll leave this one up to you guys. Would you rather debate Marlon Mack or Lamar Jackson? Marlon Mack. Mack's fine with me. Marlon Mack is fine with you. All right. Well, we're about to find out if it's fine with you once you find out whether or not you have to make the case for or against Marlon Mack. Mike Bash, you'll be making the case for Marlon Mack this upcoming season. Obviously, great offense with the Colts. He was awesome last year, scored a ton of touchdowns. We saw the big games. A lot of those big games came in in blowouts for the Indianapolis Colts. Right now, he's going in that third-round range with a bunch of other potential breakout running backs this season. What is the case for taking Marlon Mack potentially ahead of some of those other names? Carryon Johnson, Aaron Jones, and the like. Can I just leave my argument at Quentin Nelson? No, I'm, I'm kidding. Quentin Nelson. Um, the offensive line. It's a very good offensive line. You got, now, let's assume Andrew Luck is healthy and he's not going to you know, be out the whole season with this calf injury. You have Andrew Luck, an elite quarterback. You have T.Y. Hilton, an elite receiver. You have Devin Funchess. You have three good tight ends because I think Mo Ali cox is going to emerge this year. And you've got... And weapons all over the place. And Frank Reich is a great offensive mind. Marlon Mack and the Colts offense is going to just steamroll opponents. Now, yes, he might lose points in blowouts when they play the Jaguars or they play, you know, whoever's bad in the AFC. I can't think right now. Like Oakland or something. Yeah. The Jets. Yeah, I'm sure. He'll lose points when they get blown out. But Marlon Mack, if he plays 16 games this year, can be a 1,200-yard rusher, can get you double-digit touchdowns. Uh, You know, he... He's changed as a runner since he left college. At South Florida, they said he tried to bounce everything around the outside, and then he thought he was faster than he was. This year, or last year, you showed he followed the holes. He had great vision, great balance, and he burst. He had those, like, 350-yard games. The offense line's only going to get better, and the offense around him is amazing. The analytics actually prove what you just said in terms of his efficiency as a runner. They have this as a, as a next-gen stat now at NFL where they can test how often you're just running north-south as opposed to east-west now. And he actually was running more north-south last season. So you're right about that. When we come back, EY will make the case against Marlon Mack for all the marbles here on the BFS. It's EY, Mike Bash, Frank, live in studio on a Friday. Season 
season-long fantasy football drafts are in full swing, and Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 fantasy football package. With the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet, it's true, my rankings will actually be part of this package throughout the draft season. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts provide dynasty, season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football league you play in. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. It's Frank Stample with the Eric Young and Mike Bash live in studio here on a Friday, August 2nd. Talking about some polarizing players here and making the case for and against before we hit the break. You heard the Bash Bros take on Marlon Mack and why you should be drafting him at his current ADP in the third round. You wanted to just leave it at Quentin Nelson. He added a little bit more. EY, this might, I, honestly, I can't remember how you feel about Marlon Mack, so this is going to actually be interesting for me to hear. What is the case against Marlon Mack with everything that's going on in Indianapolis in the third round of fantasy football drafts right now? Why should you avoid him? There's a couple points against, and here it is. August 2nd, 2019. Andrew Locke currently is not a football player again. Now, now the sure. last time I was on this show, this is two years ago, and I was telling the entire world, do not pick Andrew Locke. He is not a football player. Oh, no, he'll play. He'll play in the first week. Oh, he'll play in the second week, the third, the fourth. This went on to, like, the ninth week of, like, oh, we're going to get him back. And I kept telling everybody to not pick him. Because he wasn't a football player. Guess what? Right now, Andrew Luck, not a football player. Calf injury is a serious thing. Now, I'm not saying I don't know how serious it is, but as of right now, he's not a football player. I don't even know who the backup is there, and I don't want to know. I'm terrified. Jacoby Brissett. There you go. So there's the first strike. Second strike is this. Naeem Hines, with a football in his hand, and I'm sure there's analytics to back me up, is probably the fastest, if not top five fastest players in the NFL. His touchdowns were low. If you believe that he's going to carry the ball and catch the ball as much as he did last year and not score touchdowns, you're sadly mistaken. Point three, Marlon Mack does not catch the football. Look at what did I say today is? August 2nd, 2019. Sure. Not 1999. That is a fact. Running backs have to be able to catch the ball. Marlon Mack does not do that. Naeem Hines is one of the elite pass-catching running backs and is the, one of the fastest players of the ball. Jordan Wilkins. Look at I know you're going to laugh. You're going to smile, and you're going to say, well, why are we talking about Jordan Wilkins? I'm only smiling because you are. He had a pretty decent, pretty decent NFL rookie season, and I think he will be improved. That's... And also Spencer Ware's there. That's four running backs. The the Colts can come out and say, oh, Marlon Mack is the main guy all they want. I don't care. Marlon Mack will not be the player he was last year, and he especially will not be the player he was last year if Andrew Luck doesn't play. Right now, as we sit here, the argument, making a log, it's, I don't know, 328, August 2nd, 2019, Andrew Luck is not a football player. Go ahead and take Marlon Mack if you want. If you want to lose. So that is the case is against hands. Marlon Mack. You don't have to drive, dive that deep into the analytics to see that Jordan Wilkins did average 5.6 yards per carry last season, EY. 
Don't have to dive too deep. Yes, but he did have like one 60-yard carry that heavily sways that number. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're not going to worry about that 60 right 60-yard carries? <laughs> well, he had like one like 159-yard carry last year that like swayed those numbers. So one less yard than 60. So these guys are duking it out right now. I'm confused at the point you're making. Your, your argument is that his, his yards were high because he had a 60-yard run. Yeah. Marlon Mack didn't have any 60-yard runs? Uh, his long last year was 49. Okay. That's, that's less than Jordan Wilkins. That's less. Oops. Yeah, but uh, he, didn't, he didn't have any long runs like Jordan Wilkins did. They're saying. duking it out here for all the marbles. I mean, he, any, he, uh, any refute? Yeah, uh, Marlon Mack averaged 75 yards a game. What did uh, Jordan, Jordan Wilkins, Wilkins did not average that. There you he, go. He I don't not. have to check. I don't have to look. <laughs> that, that would be uh, 21 yards per game for Jordan Wilkins. No, what, let me ask you a question, Frank. What is the NFL running back's like, average catch rate? It's very high because these are very high percentage throws. I, I don't know the average off the top of my head. I would say 80%. And Marlon Mack's at 65%? That's pretty low. I, well, I don't know what the average is. I'm looking at 65% as a good number, but I don't know what the average is. I can say. Um, but I, I know that he I doesn't catch the ball. He off. doesn't catch the ball, but I, I don't think it's because he can't catch the ball. That's true. That's probably true. I yeah. would argue the same thing as Derrick Henry. Everyone's saying, oh, well, he, he, he doesn't catch the ball. That's not what he does. Yeah, they don't throw him the ball. He do, they don't he can't catch ball, it if they don't but, throw but it. That's an argument against, in, in my opinion, because he's just not going to touch the ball as much. They're not going to run the ball like they used to in the NFL because no team does because you can't. Everyone's going to score. Everyone's going to spread it out. Everyone's going to whip the ball all over the place. Guys that run the ball and run in between the tackles are a dying breed, which makes me sad because they're my favorite football players. I love Marlon Mack. <sighs> Both them. After some heavy consideration here, this is, this is like an Ironman match of the ages here. Mike Bash against the Eric Young. For all the marbles here, the winner is Eric Young is the winner of today's case for and against the players. You made a compelling argument. The thing that I actually am really worried about Andrew Luck right now, because this calf injury, like they're saying it's not that severe, but he's been battling this thing since like OTAs. Just like they he's said had it the for other like, year that it wasn't. He's had it for three period. months, and it's not the first time that the Colts have done this. I mean, we've been here. We've gone down this road, EY. Did it with Peyton Manning? You have made the case against Andrew Luck. You did it two years ago. You're doing it right now. And we had Virginia Zakis of Inside Injuries on the show yesterday, and we asked her about Andrew Luck, and she's like, you need to be worried. Yeah. At this point, I mean, they're telling you, something that they're telling you is different than what's actually happening. They're saying... Don't worry about the calf. It's not that big of a deal. All right, well, if it wasn't that big of a deal, why has he been battling this calf injury for the past three months? Months. 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 Since OTAs, right? So, and we just saw this, right? Hey, you've got Kevin Durant on the Brooklyn Nets. Excited about Kevin Durant. I mean, we just saw something similar that if you rush a player back too quickly from a calf injury, I mean, it can lead to much more. Well, you can argue that, you know, maybe Kevin Durant was dealing with an Achilles the entire time. But they said it was a calf. And if, he, and if Andrew Luck comes back too quickly from this calf injury, I mean, you've got to be somewhat mobile to be a quarterback. You've got to be able to move around in the pocket. You've got to be able to escape pressure. Like, who's to say that he's not, if, he doesn't, if he tries to come back too soon that he can't re-injure himself? So, you know, before all this that came out, like, I probably would have sided with you, to be honest. I like Marlon Mack. But with everything that's going on with Andrew Luck, I'm kind of scared. Currently not a football player. Yeah. So the report on Andrew Luck was no doctor appointment scheduled, no surgery, no scans. Does he really need to play in the preseason? 
Probably he, not. Yeah, you know, Julio Jones came out and said he doesn't need to he play. He was awesome season. last year. There, there, the year before when he didn't play, there was no doctor's appointments, no nothing. He was throwing the football. He was throwing, the, but he wasn't throwing it well, and he wasn't participating in practice. I, Same I, thing that's going on now. I just think it's, like you said with Kevin Durant, the injuries are scaring people, and preseason football, even more now than it was 10 years ago, has become pointless. It means very little. And these guys, like, what is the point of Andrew Luck going out there and playing five series in the first three weeks or seven series, whatever the number is, and taking a chance that he re-injures himself where he could rest up for another month and be fine opening opening day? It's I not know, the preseason games that worry me. It's that he's not practicing. Yeah, that's what worries me. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Quarterback I, is a timing position. He's He's got rookie-wide receivers there, guys he's never played with. He should be throwing the ball thousands of times a day, and he's not. Well, he's still throwing the ball, but he's not. Standing he's, still. Yeah. It's not the same. All I care about is his shoulder. I don't care about his calf. But now we have to worry fine. about the calf. The calf is what they're worried about. He can't play quarterback with a messed up calf. Even if he was a guy that didn't run and didn't move, which he does, I love him. I've got him on probably 25 of my best ball leagues, and my life hangs in the balance. I want Andrew Luck to play. So does T.Y. Hilton's, by the way. I bet on the Colts to win the Super Bowl, so I got to double down on Andrew Luck here. Very well could be. I mean, they're an unbelievable team. They have to have Andrew Luck, and right now they don't. Yeah, and it, look, it's August second, right? So a month from now, we'll know more. It's you know, by the time September second rolls around, you know, if people start to get scared off Marlon Mack, it could turn out to be one of the best picks in the draft. Same thing with Andrew Luck. Same thing with T. Y. Hilton. But I think you have to at least bake some of that risk into where these guys are going now, because T. Y. Hilton was a you know borderline second, third round pick. We saw what it was like, what his floor can be when Jacoby Brissett is throwing him the ball, right? And look, it's nothing against Jacoby Brissett, but. He's a backup quarterback. I mean, he's not going to live up to what Andrew Luck does for that Colts team. We we just it's a fact. He's not the same player. It doesn't. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm nothing personally. I don't know yeah. Jacoby Brissett, but he's not he's not Andrew Luck. And, and look, Ty Hilton. I I believe that season like, it was two years ago. He finished as like wide receiver twenty eight. That's a high end wide receiver three. That's I mean that's his floor right now. If Andrew Luck were to miss any time, so I mean these things. I mean we don't want to overthink it. No, oh. but it, it's got to at least somewhat. Be baked into the risk of drafting a player. You got to. If it comes down to you're looking at, uh, you're looking at, say, Marlon Mack and 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 Ingram, or maybe that maybe there's a tiebreaker for you, and you can't decide on which one. You got to make a choice. You got to make a choice one way or the other. And, and the fact that Andrew Luck isn't playing right now has got away in on your 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 thoughts. Mike, I keep asking everyone that comes into the studio, everyone that comes on the show, to rank these three running backs, and they're the breakout running back crew this year. It's Carryon Johnson, it's Aaron Jones, and Marlon Mack for me. They're all going that early round three range. How would you rank those three? So, assuming everything around them is healthy. Right now, if you were drafting today, okay. how would you rank them? If if Luck's healthy, it's Mack, Johnson, Jones. If Luck's not healthy, then it's Johnson, Jones, Mack. Okay, so complete river. I mean, I, I've I've got a draft tonight. <laughs> take, Which one would you take? Like you're on the board. Right, all three are available. Oh, 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 Who are you taking? Are you risk averse or do you want to play it safe? Me personally, I like to take my risks in the middle rounds. I like to build my foundation with as much of a sure thing as I possibly right, can. Highest upsides, Aaron Jones, and safest players, Carry On Johnson. What do you think, EY? You agree? Well, I I got the exact the exact opposite. I got Jones first, then Carry On, and, and then Marlon Mack two behind Carry On. Aaron Jones is way up for me. I'm, I'm all over. Well, that's why I said he's the highest. All upside. over Aaron Jones. I'm, dra- I'm drafting him in the first round. That is Eric Young. 
Mike Bash, Frank Stanfield, and the BFFs here on a Friday. We'll be back. Is the right place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the BFFs. No Greg Sussman. Frank Stanfield joined live in studio by the Eric Young and by the Mike Bash. Make sure you follow Mike Bash on Twitter at mbash underscore 93, host of the Atlantic Files podcast, an NBA podcast. Uh, Eric Young, WWE superstar. So make sure you uh, watch Eric Young. (laughs) Whenever that happens. All right, so we've already gone through uh, pitting you guys up against each other. Wrestler Mike Bash, wrestler EY. Great wrestling name, by the way. Mike Bash. I enjoy it. Reminds me a lot of Mike Awesome. Remember Mike Awesome back in the day? It's great. Great wrestler. I enjoyed him. Uh, ECW days back in the day as well. Did you watch a lot of ECW growing up? Tons of it, yeah. Tons of it. It's insane. It's insane. I love that you could t- like, go back now on a WWE network. You could watch like, yep. the old ECW pay per views. It's the only thing I watch. just absolutely insane. Yep. It's awesome. It is, an, it is awesome. But these guys are done going up against each other. I wanted to get into a little bit of the Superflex conversation, some of the Keeper Dynasty talk that we were talking about uh, before the show as well. So we got about you know, 15 minutes here to do so, so let's jump into that. A little bit of an introduction to Superflex, right? You know, a lot of people who are listening or watching, they hear the term Superflex, they might not know what it is. If you are one of those people, Superflex format is, normally, if you play in a league where you have a flex, you can use a running back, a wide receiver, or a tight end in that position. When you play in a super flex league, you can also use a running back, wide receiver, and tight end in that position. You can additionally throw in a quarterback into that position as well. So most of the time, you're going to want to use, even like some of the worst quarterbacks in the league, are going to outscore you know number two running backs, number two wide receivers. So everyone talks about how you can wait on quarterback in these one quarterback leagues. You know, It's one of your last picks. You can just stream quarterbacks based on the matchup. What a Superflex league forces you to do is you have to bring quarterbacks back up the draft board. Yeah, you have to, it puts more of an emphasis on the position because most teams are going to be drafting three quarterbacks. They're going to have two of them in their starting lineup, and then they're probably going to have either one or two backups as well. So that is the Superflex format in a nutshell, and basically it's gained a lot of popularity over the past couple of years because the quarterback position has really lost a lot of its value. So we're trying to bring value back to that position, and the way to do so is uh, you add a second quarterback in. And last year, my home league adopted it for the first time. It was very well received. You know, a lot of people liked it. Um, It's a keeper league, so you can keep up to two quarterbacks on your team as well. So we're going to see how that plays out this year. But, uh, you know, for people who are thinking about making that jump, you you know, EY's still trying to get kickers out of his league. If you're thinking about making that jump to Superflex, try it for a year. I mean, the worst thing that happens is whatever, people don't like it, the next year you could go back and change it to one quarterback. But I do, you know, I advocate for this league. I, I really do enjoy it. EY, I'll start with you first because you've played in Superflex leagues. How does this change your drafting approach if it does at all? I mean, it might not change your drafting approach, but, you know, you're going to start to see in a Superflex league guys like Patrick Mahomes go in the first round, Deshaun Watson go in the second round, whereas normally you might not see that. 
How does your approach change in a Superflex League? Yeah, I mean, for me, like, I, I do one, one set of draft rankings, and I kind of use that for, for everything I do. Um, then depending on the league and the scoring, I, I adjust that on the fly as I go. If I'm in a Superflex, then i got to be paying attention to, to what's happening and where quarterbacks are going. They're going to go faster. And, and listen, uh, the very first time, this is several years ago, I played in, in a, in a Superflex League, before I even realized, kind of realized it was a super flex, I was, the draft was about half over, and, and I only had one quarterback. I ended up only having two, and I, I fared very poorly. One of my quarterbacks got hurt. I ended up, uh, I can't remember the backup's name in Arizona. He was backing up Palmer, Max, something. Drew or Stanton. Like John Skelton or something John like that? John Skelton was Drew Stanton. <laughs> Drew Stanton was one. Anyway, it was one of those two guys. That was my other quarterback. Not great. You don't want that guy as your super flex. I didn't do well, but yeah, yeah. like so, it, it is. It's the way the future is. It's the way leagues are going. Whether I I like it or I prefer it, I, I'm not one way or the other. I like doing all kinds of different drafts. Um, the Scott Fish Bowl, which is one of the coolest things that I do all year. Scott Fish organizes this amazing thing. Fantasy cares raises a bunch of money for underprivileged kids to get them toys at Christmas. Christmas is a huge thing for me, so to be part of this is, is awesome. And it's a super flex league. And uh, So this year I got uh, Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, and Josh Rosen. Four so quarterbacks. you got four quarterbacks. Yeah. I, That's deep. I, went, I wanted to make sure Josh Rosen, maybe he's not a quarterback. I don't know, so maybe I only have three. <laughs> As of now, Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. is a quarterback. That's what they're saying. Yeah. I, I mean, I believe it's August when 2nd, I see it. I Josh think, Rosen is not a, a quarterback. He is a quarterback. He is practicing. <laughs> he is practicing. And, and I believe he might. I, I, I still think he, he could start. I, yeah. I think they got a long way to go. I think Miami is just in the process of trying to figure out what they have. Kellen Balazs taking handoffs the first week of, of training camp doesn't mean he's going to start. Everyone it's true. Just, everyone just relax. But, uh, yeah, Superflex is super fun. It's the way it's going. Um, if you're a person that likes high scoring and high points, I mean, that, that's, it doesn't really change anything. It just changes that quarterbacks are worth more. That's it. Yeah, that's really all it does change. And it's actually my preferred league type. Now, I agree with you. Like, I'll play in any type of league. It doesn't matter to me. But if you're asking, Frank, what is the type of league that you like to play in most? To me, it's super flex, four-point passing touchdowns, half PPR. That is exactly the format of the Flex League tonight, so that's why I'm so excited to be part of it. And another reason why I like to play in the super flex is there's no ADP, you know. I mentioned this in the first hour. Like, there's no industry-wide like ADP, uh, you know, uh, superflex format where you can see ADP. Like, okay, this is where quarterbacks are gonna go. EY mentioned this. You really gotta feel out the superflex draft, right? So, like, if you're picking on the end tonight, I'm picking at pick eleven. I mean, it's really a feel thing. Like, if you miss miss out on that quarterback or two run, you, I mean, you've witnessed it. You said you felt it, right? Like oh, when you first started playing, like paralyzing. I ended up with I think it was two years ago or, or last year in Scott Fishbowl. It's a two a super flex league. I ended up with Andy Dalton as my quarterback. All right, first eight weeks that was fine, but like you know after that people start to get hurt. Like you don't want to depend on Andy Dalton as your second quarterback. To me, that number is twenty two this year. If I can get one of the twenty two quarterbacks with like Tom Brady as the back end of that, Philip Rivers, Josh Allen, Jimmy Garoppolo. If I could get two of those, you know. Anyone above that list, I'm perfectly fine with that. So, Mike, as someone who hasn't played in Superflex before, like, how do you feel about it? Are you opposed to it? Do you have any questions regarding it? Like, do you think your draft strategy would change if you played in a two-quarterback league? Yeah, so I've never played in a Superflex. And I was talking to a buddy of mine at work. It, fantasy, you love the scoring, but I've always played fantasy where the scores are like, 
115 or 120 or 110 like in that range or 97 100 when you get these super flex ppr this that and the other thing kind of league you get these scores that are like 187 to 107 to me that's like absurd and you know you get these six point per touchdown and point per completion like so super flex is kind of like a it's like a it's a league where it's it's if you really want high scoring sure it'll be great but it's just not like traditional, and I'm more of a traditionalist when it comes to fantasy football. Creature of habit. I, I I do play in a half PPR, so I'm not like you know in the Stone Age playing standard leagues. <laughs> but yeah, I don't like seeing like 175 to 160. It's like oh well, you just scored more touchdowns than me today because we both put up points. The fantasy football purist that is uh, Mike Bash. And look, there's nothing wrong with That's it. A it's a moving target too, and like I know I can remember I've been playing for 14 years, yep. and like seven eight years ago when. I was trying to get everyone to go PPR. They're like, no, because then the scores are going to be too high. And this, hey, more the, points is more fun, man. The score—that's how I look. It's at all it. relative. It's it's even for everybody. If you know the rules of the league, and there's 14 starting quarterbacks, then it's it's everyone has the same ability to score those points. Um, for me, like my argument was kind of like yours when when I was first introduced is is like I wanted to mirror real football. There's not two quarterbacks on the field. There's only one. That's true. Mm-hmm. And with one, there's a strategy to that too, because there's really only you know maybe eight or ten elite guys, and then there's a you know or even less than that five guys that are elite at quarterback position. Then there's this huge group of the other guys and guys that aren't gonna you aren't gonna draft. So you know I mean there's a strategy to that too. Do, do you take a backup for your bye week? Do you take a backup and, and waste a roster position in case your guy gets hurt and you don't want to get stuck with Drew Drew Skelton or whatever his name was. <laughs> I think I'm mixing two guys. Yeah, let's together. let's combine two Arizona Cardinals two backup quarterbacks. quarterbacks. <laughs> Probably better than both individuals. You think yeah, if you, so, yeah, yeah, if you combine them, would they be a starting quarterback? Drew Stanton and John I mean, Skelton. Skelton had a big arm, and Drew and Drew Stanton <laughs> Drew had mobility. So there you go. You got the modern day Josh Allen right there. Transformer. <laughs> the, the modern day Josh Allen, very polarizing player as well. Um, it's worth mentioning that in that same Scott Fishbowl format that I, that um, you know in the league that I played in. I ended up with Carson Wentz and Josh Allen as my two starting quarterbacks, and I, I I got Dwayne Haskins as my third quarterback. So ideally, I would I would want a better third quarterback, someone that I can rely on, someone who I know at least has the job. He might ultimately end up starting sooner rather than later for Washington. Uh, but yeah, those are the three quarterbacks. And in hindsight, I mean, my general strategy, I think, with uh, Superflex Leagues this year is I wouldn't mind taking one of those Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray types. And as much upside as they have, I don't want two of them when it comes to Superflex. Like, I'll take a shot on a high upside quarterback, but then I also want to balance that out with someone who I know has a pretty safe floor. So, you know, give me a give me a Kyler Murray, a Lamar Jackson, maybe a Baker Mayfield, someone who I think has immense upside. I like Carson Wentz a lot as well. He's my sixth-ranked quarterback this season. I'm going to pair them with one of the Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, someone who I know has a pretty safe floor week in and week out. They might not have the most upside, but I think that's a good balancing act. Now, look, is it impossible that Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson can both break out and you can have them both on your team? Yes, there's obviously a chance, but there's also a bigger chance that both of those guys have lower floors and there's more risk associated with those guys. So in hindsight, I really just took two high upside guys in Carson Wentz and Josh Allen. So if I could do it over, you know, maybe I would take like a safer first quarterback or a safer second quarterback. But that's really how I'm approaching it. What do you think about that, EY? Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's kind of like a safe, safe way of doing it. And to me, it all depends on your roster construction. Like if you're if you went you know, middle round 
wide receivers with high upside that, that might not turn out, then you better be sure that your quarterback is a, has a safe position. Like maybe like for you, maybe Wentz and Rivers is more, you know, more steady. Me with and Scott Fishbowl, I think maybe because of my former experience in uh, in Superflex, I, I got four quarterbacks, and they're all kind of four quarterbacks. Safe. True story. EYA texted us freaking out that he got sniped by Joe Flacco. Yeah. I mean, that's what Superflex leagues like. They make you crazy, man. Like, what other league are you gonna? Freak out about that you didn't Visibly end up with upset Joe Flacco on your Joe team. Flacco. Like, he texted Greg and me, like, cursing and screaming and freaking out, all caps, that he didn't get Joe Flacco. Also, by sitting here, I noticed that August 2nd, that uh, Eric Young has um, Josh Rosen ahead of Andrew Luck because he doesn't consider Andrew Luck a football player right now. Is that true? Currently, currently is above. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Rosen, a top five quarterback this year at fantasy football. I mean, look at you. Check back with me tomorrow, and Andrew Luck could be back on the list. Yeah, hey, uh, I. The truth did. is, is I have Andrew Luck, and, and I'm, I'm literally, I'm in probably in 35 best balls. I bet you in 20 of my best ball leagues, I have Andrew Luck because I, I think, I mean, he's obviously ranked high. Quentin Nelson, I have him as my Quentin third. Nelson. If you could throw to Quentin Nelson, that'd be even better. Yeah. <laughs> that offensive line is just maybe a left guard screen will be I in the want playbook him to this play. year. <laughs> League's better when Andrew Luck plays. No doubt about it. One of my favorite quarterbacks to watch right now, not a football player. And just remember what I warned you about last time I said this. It's true. Look, you you hit on it then. Um, I'm actually kind of hoping that you're – well, you're not wrong. Like, I, and you're obviously not wishing for Andrew no. Luck to not be a, cor- uh, a football player. I don't want You it want now. him to be a football player. I so. don't know. He is a Titans fan. Yeah. Uh, well, that's true. I still like the Colts. You still like the Colts. Look, no they're a fun in, team to there's watch. There's no team in the NFL that I hate. This is the truth. I love football. I love the NFL. Titans is my hometown. That's where I live. That's my home. They were my team before I moved there. I was telling uh, the Bash brother over here the, the weird story how Bills broke my heart, lost three Super Bowls. I cried. Quit watching football for three years. Went back through Madden. Eddie George, Frank Wycheck, Stephen Mayer, selected the Titans. I want to thank these guys so much for coming in studio. It's Mike Bash. It's Eric Young. I am Frank Stamfel. We hope you enjoyed the show today. This was the BFFs here on the Fantasy Sports Network. We'll be back on Monday. We hope. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best.